Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing grand. Grand. That's wonderful. Uh, a Merry Past Christmas to you. Uh, a happy Kwanzaa to anybody uh, who celebrates, and we're coming up very quickly on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. So, 2018. It's almost here. Can you believe it? Some say we never would have gotten here, but here we are now. So let's look at the week that was, week 16 in the NFL, with uh, a couple things figured out, but still a couple question marks for week 17. Uh, the Ravens held on to their playoff spot, 23-16, to 16, over the Colts on a on Saturday on the Saturday night early game, right? Um, everything went according to plan, and then um, the uh, the Rogerless uh, Packers, who decided after Week 15 when they lost, when Rogers played uh, like a human and not his superhuman self against the Panthers, right? Put him back on the shelf, back on IR, started Huntley and. Uh, the outcome was pretty much the same. Vikings 16, Packers 0 in Green Bay. Uh, Keenum didn't have to do too much, only 139 yards passing. The defense was what really did it for them in that game. Right. And then, uh, so yeah, so Rodgers back on the shelf, which according to some believe that he should then be waived because you're only allowed to put a player on IR more than once, but it, it has to be a different um, injury. Injury. And what would they call it? I, I don't even think they came up with a reason. I, everybody's yeah. just assuming. But no, nobody's in question. Nobody's questioning the integrity of, of you know of the injured list. I mean, they make a big deal about it. You know. But then other the NFL about reporting da da da. You know, like they're on top of this. Right. But I mean, clearly they used them when they thought they had a shot and shelved them when they knew they didn't. Right. Now, I don't know if I would have gone as far to say, like, yeah, let's put him back on IR. You can just, what, there's two games left. You don't have to then put him on IR. There's not, and to anybody who think, and to, like, really, what, releasing him, he's going to be like, oh, I'm a free agent. I can go anywhere now? No. That's not realistic. No, not only is it realistic, but actually, if that were to really happen, he would have re-signed with the Packers at a lower rate, which means that the Packers would have had more salary cap gobbled up other players, at least one or two, next year, and then it would have made all the other teams' lives a living hell when they were, when they were the ones who pointed it out. So, Wow. Well, yeah. There's been a long time talk about injuries. I mean, think, look what Belichick's done. Look at many coaches. You know, you you never know what you're looking at. Uh, a lower body injury or, you know, like the player's yeah. left left shoulder hurts. So it's a right shoulder. No, it's a right shoulder, yeah. It's, a, it's all sorts of stuff like that. Right. Uh, the Browns are very are coming very close to uh, an 0-16 season. They lose again, 20-3, to against the Bears. But uh, does it matter what draft pick they get? No. I mean, they, they, they mess up everything. Bad, bad, bad organization. Yeah, and seems like they kind of got rid of the wrong person, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Cousins is is making himself known that he's obviously we know he's good, but twenty seven to eleven over the Broncos, Cousins two hundred ninety nine yards passing, um, setting himself up for a big off season. We'll see how that goes. He's the top free agent out there. Oh my gosh, absolutely, and especially when you look around the league and you say we just need a quarterback. He's 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 what Drew Brees was all those years ago when Brees was a free agent. I mean, this is he's big. Ready to go. This is big. Uh, the Buccaneers agonizingly close to upsetting the NFC South. And um, a meltdown of Winston. Three fumbles at the end of the game. Lose twenty-two to nineteen. He had three hundred sixty-seven yards passing, but three fumbles just killed them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now he's been a huge disappointment. He didn't take the leap forward this year. No, no. He's, and he's it reminds staying. me of Cam Newton-Light. 
You know, when he wins, he's pounding his chest, and when he's losing, he can't be uh, comforted. Right. I, I'm starting to see Winston more like Vince Young than Cam Newton. At least Cam Newton. Oh, I hope it's not that bad. I hope he doesn't run off to his mom's house. I uh, mean, that guy was crazy, Vince Young. With, with the money he had, I think it was $50 million. I mean, what he did, I mean, he at one time um, didn't want to be bothered by other passengers on the plane, so he bought every seat on a private jet. Not not get a, you know, not a charter. Right. You know, on a, yeah, not on a private jet, I'm sorry, on a, on a public commercial airline. Right. Bought every seat so he wouldn't be bothered by passengers. I mean, this guy just blew through money. Yeah, and then he got so upset because he kept on losing, he just... He left the team facility and went to his to his mom's house, and he just held up there for a couple of days. Just crazy. But yeah, somebody pointed out Winston. I mean, this is a guy who lost, I think, three games throughout his entire college career, and right. here he is only winning nine in his last couple of years here. And but hey, that's what happens. You know, sometimes it actually works better. If you come well, from some a, people say you have to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win, and I think that's very very true. Absolutely. Um, in a possible, and I'm talking like very remote possible, uh, Super Bowl matchup, uh, Rams go down, go over to Tennessee and win 27-23. Titans could have really pushed themselves forward in the uh, AFC South for the division title if they'd won this game at home, but now Todd Gurley runs amok again. 118 yards re- rushing, 158 yards receiving. I mean that guy is unbelievable, and he is. Well, you know what? You know what's interesting with that team in general. I mean, they they've got golf under center now. That guy never really played under center, not in college. No, he was um, um, spread off, uh, not spread. Um, but yeah, he would he would sure. take a lot of shotguns. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, shotguns. So now he's under center. Girly seven and a half yards back. He's loving that. Yeah, and the team's responding. But now, like some sort of Heisman Trophy in you know in the in the highest level, uh, Todd Gurley has jumped himself forward in the MVP race as a possible alternative to Wentz, who's down, who's gone for the season. Tom Brady, who's been playing average at best these last couple weeks, and average for him. Average for him. Antonio Brown's mm-hmm. down too, so Gurley seems to just like in the Heisman Trophy. What have you done for me lately? You know. Right. Uh, he's he's sort of jumped forward, so we'll have to see if uh, if he's actually seriously considered uh, for it. I think so. I mean, I I kind of do. I know that that whole team, the whole, you could give, the, you can give the head the coach of the year to Mc, McVeigh there. Sure, sure. And I know it's the whole offense, but it. I mean, the way Gurley, like this is, this is unbelievable. So. Uh, Chargers hold on to a very slim uh, playoff hope by winning uh, fourteen to seven, coming again to uh, the Meadowlands. Oh no, they didn't come. They didn't play the Giants. I'm sorry. Uh, fourteen to seven. There, the uh, the Bills started off nice, had the lead over the Patriots, and then just before halftime had a touchdown by Kelvin Benjamin overturned, which. Have you had, did you see the uh, the aforementioned uh, overturn, Dad? I did not. No, um, I also have not. But from what didn't everybody take it to the ground, did he? Uh, from what everybody says, it was a catch, and this wasn't like the Jesse James catch. Um, I, I I haven't seen it, but I I just can't can't bring myself to watch the Bills screw up again against the Patriots or anybody screw up against the Patriots. Right. But just from well, but every, I think Tom Brady is like 29 or 30 and 3 lifetime against the Browns. Some, I mean, against the Bills, something crazy. I can absolutely believe it. So had that touchdown been upheld, they would have gone into halftime with the lead. But right. no, and then they they lose, as everybody figured, 37 to 16. Bills still have a playoff chance, but they could have really set themselves apart if they had won that game, but you know you yeah. go into New England, so and I mean Tyrod Taylor had a better game than uh, than Brady did, two hundred eight yards. Yeah, well, that looks like a coaching misstep when when they pulled him a, cor- a few weeks back, right? So they kind of stumbled there. Well, apparently now, have you heard this? Apparently the um, the unsubstantiated but quite loud rumor is that the move to Nate Peterman was done by uh, the front office. 
and uh, the new coach there, what the, what the heck's his name, didn't want to, you know, hey, my hands are tied. I'm a first-year coach. I, You know, what am I going to do? The boss says to do this, I'll do it. Um, that, yeah, mm. that they want, that the front office wanted Nate Peterman to go, or Nathan Peterman, to go in, uh, saw how bad he was, and then that also gave the coach more power to say, hey, can I can I coach my team? And ever since then, they've been on a bit of a roll. They got themselves back mm. into playoff contention, but uh, on the other hand, had that not happened, that's one more game they probably could have had, and they would have been in better position to actually have a playoff exactly. spot wrapped up, but now they have to wait for Week 17. Uh, speaking about the NFC South, uh, Saints win 23-13, to in a, in a make-good game that they had only two weeks prior in Atlanta. I thought this game was going to be a higher-scoring game, but my goodness, the Saints' defense is really good. Yes, yes, that's that's a huge difference. And that Kamara is unbelievable. He he is a mismatch. Yeah, Kamara. You, you, put, you put him in space, and I couldn't believe they were running through the tackles. I wouldn't waste my time with that. No, Ingram. going to get that guy hurt. Ingram's get a power. space. Ingram's a power back. Um, but yeah, he, uh, so yeah, so the Saints, um, and the defense, uh, Lattimore has made a huge yeah, difference yeah, oh, for the Saints. He's, he's going to be a shutdown. Including a behind the back interception in this game. Yeah. Quite impressive. Well, hey, their draft picks made a big difference this year. That's right. Uh, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo continue. Undefeated. Undefeated. 44-33 to in San Francisco. Jacksonville going across country. Bortles, 382 yards passing. Uh, still didn't do enough to win. Um, so, yeah, Garoppolo right. is still undefeated as a starter. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, still clinched the division with Tennessee losing. So, uh, and they've get, they're in line for the third, third, um, third seed in the playoffs going in, so they'll host a, right. a game on wildcard weekend. Uh, Seattle dropped the Cowboys and kept their own playoff hopes alive, 21-12. to 12. Ezekiel comes back and only does 97 yards rushing. Um, so there you go. Um, Giants got blanked by the Cardinals, 23 to nothing. Oh, boy. And, and is Arians leaving? It said he was. Now he's saying, no, Re- I never said that. Reports say yes. Arians says no. And it wasn't even like the vague, like, well, we'll see at the end of the season, whatever ownership wants to know. He said no, 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 that's that's not true. So we'll have to see what yeah. happens. Um, Steelers roll 34 to 6 Christmas Day over the Texans. Um, yeah, they're in bad shape, the Texans. Yeah, well. And they, things looked great when that quarterback was there. And then even when Watt went down, Watson was still keeping them afloat, but I mean, that's just yeah. too much to handle, too much to take. I mean, they went from, because Tom Savage wasn't starting, so they went from Yates no. to Hanky, uh, Hanky, Heineke. Uh, yeah. for, for a little while because Yates wasn't doing it. He got a concussion, so they had to bring Yates back in. And the Jeez. poor guy was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Bad news. And then to finish it off, the Eagles 19-10 to in a game they really should have lost. And if you want to point to Carson Wentz as being the MVP, look at what they're doing without him. You know, Foles played admirably um, in Week 15, oh. but this was a game that they should have had wrapped up a yeah, lot. Yeah, but Wentz doesn't play the uh, cornerback or safety. No. And if they were getting double moved out there, unbelievable. I mean, Amari Cooper has had uh, has had a destroyed ankle all season and he still found space on a on a <laughs> wide open 63-yard touchdown reception Crazy, where he right? basically where he jogged, he jogged. He jogged I in. Know. So, but hey, look, a win is a win. They have first, they, you know, they'll have a bye week. Well, yeah, but when I understand they're going to pull Foles, they're going to let him finish the game this this week. So I, I forget who that third string quarterback well, is. I'll tell you right now. So they, I think they're really playing for really just with home field advantage. They just need to win one game to get to the Super Bowl, right? Two. Two. You got to win two games. Okay. Uh, I don't have a third string. I mean, I, I currently don't have what their third stringer is, at least in terms of that. Hold on, maybe I can find it real quick. So that's what that's what I'm thinking they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, it could be. Uh, Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld out of Indiana. Um, 
He was uh, drafted by the um, <clears throat> drafted by the Redskins last year. Nate Sudfeld. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so yeah, so let's move on to uh, week seventeen. Now, for the first time since I believe it's nineteen seventy three. The NFL season will not end with a night game. Right. All games, because there was no game, and for competitive balance, it made sense. Because any game you put there, now the, the ones that you would be interested in, the best one that you could possibly put there at the night game spot would have been um, Carolina versus Atlanta. Carolina Atlanta would be fighting for a playoff spot. Carolina potentially... Um, you know, holding on to the division title. But if that were the night game at, at 8.30, then that means New Orleans would have played already earlier in the day and could have won, which is likely to happen against Tampa Bay. And that means right. that Carolina would have said, well, what are we playing for? We can just relax. We've got the division wrapped up, and, you know, we don't have to th- let this be a bye week. So with that, the NFL... Well, yeah, but, I mean, other teams are doing that anyhow. What do you mean? The, the Rams are doing that. Right, I know, but they're it, not playing golf. They're not playing girly. Not playing any of this. Right, but what I'm saying in terms of broadcast partnerships and marquee games, uh, yeah. not having a night game, which apparently the uh, NFL has decided they're they're going to give NBC a make do because they're pulling a game from them, so they might give right. them something that they give ESPN with the Monday night game. There's a, that's the reason why a Monday night football is those two week one games. You know, they right. one game at 7.30, which, all, quite honestly, all Monday night football games should be at 7.30. You know, they've got the two there because... Well, unless do. you're in California. Oh, oh, I feel so bad because you have sunshine all the time and, you know, you can keep track. People can keep track. You, you want to watch a football game at 4.30? People can watch a game at 10.30. I would love to. Because guess what? Like 4.30 in the afternoon? Yeah, why not? Because then guess what? Then the next game... If well, I, you're home. Some people work then. Oh, because we don't have devices where we can watch, and we don't see constant uh, commercials saying you can now watch that broadcast on your phone using your Verizon app or your DirecTV app. But I'm saying that, like, it's this isn't you know 1997 where you know we had to you know be there or we're going to miss it. We live in the age of TiVo, in the age of Twitter, where you can see a GIF. You can see a six-second Vine. Well, maybe not Vine anymore, but well, if the ratings keep slipping, it won't matter. Well, there's a reason why I can watch it on my Amazon Prime app, you know, on a Thursday right. night. So yeah. the point being is that there's no night game. So all the nine four o'clock games. Yeah. That can you can you recall that ever happening? Nine nine. No, four no. O'clock games. And from what I understand, they're not very happy in uh, Baltimore that they moved that game up. Right. Uh, John Harbaugh actually came out and was complaining that oh my fans don't have to. But here's the thing. But they don't come to the games anyhow. No. They're, they're not sold out this year. There's, <coughs> no. There's, there's thousands of seats every week. No, and I mean, re- every other week. Right. And the reason they had to move Baltimore's game to 425 is because the Chargers still have a playoff chance. And their game is starting, as we just talked about, they're not starting their games out there at 1030. But they've got a 125 start West West Coast Standard Time. So on East Coast, it's a 425 game. Which is means, the NFL overthinking this? I don't think so. I think John Harbaugh's just, you know, butthurt, which I don't understand why. I think his, his, his beef should be with the fans that don't show up, you know, weekly. Well, they absolutely should be. Hey, Buffalo and Miami are playing a 425 game. You know, they're right. acting like they're the only team in the Eastern, you know, on the East Coast. The entire NFC West or South is playing an East Coast game at 4.30. Jacksonville right. and Tennessee, which has some small playoff considerations, are also playing at 4.25 on the Eastern Standard Time Zone. I'm sorry, John Harbaugh. Relax. Do you complain right. that you play night games? No? Then stop it. So. Well, it's the us-against-them mentality. Well, I hope it works. Because the quite, enemy's at the gates. Because quite honestly, as I'm looking at they're the only team that, gives the, that actually uh, competes against the Patriots. Because the Steelers are fools, thinking they're paper um, combatants versus the Patriots. And then the Patriots, uh, the Steelers are so, oh my gosh, this year is terrible for them. So they re-signed James Harrison, who, if you watched his off-season workout videos, he's acting like he's Batman. 
because Mike, right. like he, so unbelievable workout regime. So he resigns with. Well, the, he left Cincinnati. Right, he left Cincinnati. So he resigned with the Steelers, and Tomlin basically used him like you would use a a classic car. Bring it out of the garage for for a little while, put it back in, keep it in storage, and bring right. it out when you want. He played about four games at the beginning of the season, had eight games where he didn't appear, and then he played in like the last two, I think a total of 20 snaps. I think I've played more football than he has in the last year. So that's number one. And then so and he's 39 years old, so he's figuring, you know, I don't have much left. Get me out there. So I don't know who said it, if the Steelers said we're going to cut you or if – if if well, Harrison the word, said release me. the word is that he wanted out, right? That they were happy to use him like that, right? So and you and um, met uh, Marquise Pouncey and some of the other um, Steelers players kind of threw him under the bus, and we're talking about how no no you know he's lying. He basically, come out and tell the truth, James. You know, don't try to save your face. You know, just understand, hey, this is the way it's going to be. Well, we'll see if uh, Bill Belichick uses him and if he brings him out as a captain if they're in the championship game against Pittsburgh. That would be interesting. Which is just, again, goes to how foolish they are to that they would just give him up. And, of course, the Patriots are going are, are, are gonna to pick him up real, real quick like that. You know, because if nothing else, they just played them. So Harrison was in the room. For you know, breaking down the tape against the Patriots. Hey, Bill, guess what? They're on to this. If you, when you're doing yeah. this, they're well, on to this. Well, I mean, Bill doesn't need help when it comes to videotape. No, oh no, he definitely doesn't. But still, <laughs> he'll do that on the sideline. But still, it's not like this hasn't happened before. They always do this. Yeah, so, exactly, and they also get rid of players like that. Yes. So it's just, actually before that. So it just goes to my point that the Ravens are the only ones. Nobody shows up to to those games, but they're the only ones that play against the Patriots hard. The Steelers think they do, but they really don't. But you know, Flacco's not the guy he was. You know, and you know he didn't really play in training camp. It took him forever to get started. I mean, on a, you know they're kind of rolling lately, but that offense isn't putting up points. Right. No. You know, and they you know they played what they play. Denver, they played the Colts or whatever. They they played a couple teams lately. They they beat, but I mean that that's you know nothing to gauge playoffs by. No, but Alex Collins is a really good running back. He's got a full head of steam. He's big. He's powerful. He runs guys over. He might give them a fighting chance if they meet up in the playoffs. That is, if if they meet up. So anyway, let's go back. So what do you? Who are your best bets for Week Seventeen? Well, this is the final week. This I mean, is of a full menu. Um, but, you know, a lot of crazy odds. I like the 49ers. They're now favored over the Rams. That's a nine-point swing. They opened up the Rams six-and-a-half-point favorite, and now the Rams th- are getting two-and-a-half. Yeah, I have three-and-a-half. Yeah, something some around there. So like, three-and-a-half, so there's nine, nine, eight, nine-and-a-half, whatever. That's a Bunch big swing. points in the swing. That's, right? that's giant. I like the Redskins. So you I mean, I really think that um, you know Cousins is playing for his next contract. He's playing for his next contract. The Giants are like you, <laughs> and if you were listening to the news a couple days, two days ago, they said Davis Webb is going to show up in the game, and now Steve Spagnuolo said no, 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 no. Davis Webb will not be showing up in this game at all. So, yeah, we know what we have, and he's not worth putting out there. Right. So Manning goes out there. So 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 far, you like San Francisco giving three and a half, and you like. Uh, Washington giving three. I like, uh, yeah. Both of like those Washington, away games. Yeah, Both of those away games, by the way. Okay, so Washington, yeah. the Niners. And the other one is the uh, Titans. Titans at home giving, I it opened up at six, but now I have it as a three. Yeah, that, that's a big swing, right? Now Jacksonville doesn't have, really doesn't have anything to play for. I mean, they could really fight to get that, um, <clears throat> To get that that buy, but Pittsburgh is facing Cleveland in Pittsburgh. Um, right? No, I, I don't see that happening. So now, I mean, yeah, yeah. So I'll I mean, tell you that Bear is twelve and a half against the Vikings. Look tempting, but I mean, the, you know, the Vikings. That's going to be that's in in the dome in Minnesota. Um, I think that they. It, it's tempting, but I don't think so. That Chicago's not going to – Minnesota's defense number is, is, is far too good. Trubinsky is – right now he's average. And I, I don't think – even if they're running out the second-string defensive backs, Trubinsky's not going to – Well, I think they're the best bad team out there. <coughs> I mean, they, they've covered the line a lot. 
You think Chicago? No, I really expected nothing out of the Bears. Not no, but I mean they haven't given you. The Niners have given you more, quite honestly. Well, lately. No, well, you know, all it took was Garoppolo, but still. Oh, they were covering before that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, you know, if the games were over at halftime, they would have been. You know, I think they they lost their first x amount of games by a total of like t- three touchdowns. You know, yeah. when you combine. So right. I mean, so they they were good. To, they were good coming out of the gate. They faltered, got Garoppolo, like they, they were just a, a big old U. Started off pretty good, but still going down, had a big dip, and then went back up with Garoppolo. So, yeah, um, this is huge. This is huge. And now now the Niners have their quarterback of the future. They don't need to draft one, so now they can focus somewhere else, which means, you know, uh, a running and back. they got plenty of cap space, I'm sure. Holy cow, do they. And then I was reading it. What was it? Today I was reading it. Some of the Jets have 100 million cap space. Okay. Got to do something with it. Is I mean, that crazy? Well, then you know what? Then I'm really hoping that they put a but lot. They spend it. Well, you know who they should spend it you on. Put it in the hip pocket. No, in the quarterback. They get yeah. They should get Cousins. Cousins isn't if they are not in for Cousins. Like if their name is not even mentioned as a possible destination or having talks with, uh, I, I'm I'm fed up. Like I don't know what else. What we're gonna Josh Rosen is somehow gonna fall. Ten spots? No, it's not going to happen. You know. Well, yeah, and there's no guarantee. Right, because he he thinks he will be the number one pick, and he doesn't want to play. He's even said apparently through you know through intermediaries he he was actually contemplating going back to UCLA for a year just so he I doesn't he get drafted back. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, don't forget, you know, Elway was drafted by the Colts. He never played it down for them. Well, you can thank George Steinbrenner. Right. Or how about how about the fact that Eli was drafted by the Chargers? He never played for the Chargers. Right. I mean, it, there are extenuating circumstances where you get drafted and you don't play for them, either because there's a trade or you... Well, Bo Jackson did it. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't going to play for Tampa. Right. And then he played with the Raiders and... Uh, there's not many people can do those type moves. No, but I mean, in a quarterback... In a in a quarterback driven league, when you are the number one pick quarterback, and you have a possibility of succeeding, you know you might be able to. But I, you know, yeah, just like you said, it's very rare, and you know you have right. to be a certain individual. So, so looking at the playoffs, I want to move over there real quick. So right now in the AFC, it's uh, Patriots and Steelers, right? Um, are are solidified as one and two. Uh, Jacksonville and the Chiefs are three and four. Chiefs, I don't think, have a chance to move up to the third spot, so slide at fourth. So, yeah. uh, wild card weekend's going to be. Well, in they're the, going to be starting there. Didn't didn't they say they're going to play their their? Um, <clears throat> who the Chiefs? Who's that? Mahomes? Who is it? Pat Mahomes, the backup. Pat Mahomes, the second. You should say. Pat yeah, Mahomes, the uh, second. I I thought he's playing. Yeah, I did hear something about Andy say that uh, some of the stars are going to sit. And look, he's high in Mahomes, so he's going to so throw him The question is, do you keep Alex Smith You know, after the season? Yeah, I think you got to keep I, him. I don't know if Pat Mahomes just needs one year on the bench. And, you know, I, we'll have to right. see. We'll have right. to see, especially when it comes to draft time. If he thinks he can get a good deal for Smith at the draft, right. and especially right. with this whole Rosen situation, I could see him maybe being traded and starting homes. But as of right now, it's Alex Smith until it's no longer Alex oh, Smith. Oh, absolutely. So right now, wild card weekend, you're looking at Jacksonville back-to-back facing Tennessee week 17 and then week one. So I'm thinking, I think the Jaguars are going to go all out in this game against Tennessee. Not only do they have the chance to knock out Tennessee from a playoff spot, because if they beat Tennessee, that opens up for uh, the Chargers or the Bills to come in. And it's a division divisional rival, so you get that out of the way. Plus, you don't want to have to face this team back to back. And if you give, you know, if you take it easy, then that's going to be hard to get back on because the Titans will have that mental edge of, hey, we beat them last week. You know, we can do it again, even if it was their backups in Jacksonville. Right. So that'll be interesting. So right now, Jacksonville and Tennessee, and Kansas City and Baltimore. Uh, in the uh, the other AFC uh, wild card game, sounds that doesn't sound exciting. No, no, especially with I Kansas. Mean, I mean, the Ravens are flat this year. There's nothing to get excited about. They are flat, but they do turn it on for at least one game in the playoffs, maybe two. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be going to Minnesota. 
Come February well, that's the fourth. That's a new Flacco. Ooh. This guy, you know, he's he, they can't put up a lot of points. No, but Andy in the playoffs, we've, we we know all about that. Moving over to the NFC, so the Eagles and Vikings have the, those two buys. Those are solidified. I think the Rams have a chance, but it's going to take a lot, and the Vikings are playing, um, who do we say, Chicago, and I don't think Chicago is going to beat them. So Minnesota is pretty much um, solidified as the number two seed, which means the Rams and the Saints will both be hosting, maybe. Um, it could be either Carolina or New Orleans depending wow. on how things shake out. In either in either way, in either case, week uh wild card weekend for the NFC will have either the 99% sure Saints versus Panthers. So that's three times in a season. I think the Panthers have uh two have won both games this year, I think. I think uh, I could. Well, they don't they play this week. No? No, no, that's the Falcons and the Panthers. Oh, the Falcons, that's right. right. Saints have the lowly Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. How they're looking? Um, so the <clears throat> um, no, Carolina lost both games to the Saints this year. Oh, there you go. Ooh, so that's going to be tough for them. And then what is most likely going to be the Falcons, but could also be the Seahawks. One of those two will travel to Los Angeles and the LA Coliseum to face the Rams. So we'll have to see how that goes. I don't like either of their chances. Oh, Atlanta or Los Angeles? Either. I mean, I like the Rams' chances. No, I like yeah. the Rams' chances. Defense, running game, passing game. I mean, yeah. Um, a Wade Phillips defense will always get you far in the playoffs. Well, they got the youngest head coach and the oldest defensive coordinator. <clears throat> right. And the oldest defensive coordinator, who always does great as a defensive coordinator, is terrible. Even when he makes the playoffs, is terrible as a head coach. That's a guy who's like the baseball equivalent of a quadruple-A player. Like he's like you right. can be an assistant head coach and a defensive coordinator. Don't ever become a head coach again. There's some there guys that are just like that. So, and the Giants. Uh, this came down today. The Giants hired their uh, new uh, general manager, uh, Dave Gettleman. I believe his name is Gettleman. Um, he formerly of their front office, but the last right. two seasons he was down in player personnel with the Panthers. And now he comes back as the general manager of the uh, New York Football Giants. So we'll have to see how that goes. Well, he's got a lot on his plate. Oh, boy, does he. And Apple. Eli Apple. Landon Collins tweets out that he is a, quote, cancer to the team. Right. Uh, he then backtracked that on Twitter saying he's got his back 100%. Um, <laughs> so take for that what you will. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I mean, that whole back, that whole defensive backfield has been – I mean, who was the one? Uh, Cromartie's been was showing up late. Who was the right. one who was taking plays off? Like he was just like uh, ho hum. I think it might have been Cromartie as well, I, I, or somebody right. else. But yeah, Eli Apple has been having trouble with Landon Collins. Who knows what's going on there? I think the first thing that Gettleman's going to have to do is just rebuild that secondary with new new guys there. Maybe keep Collins, but that's about it. But, I mean, you're probably going to – I'm going to guess at least one of those defensive backs gets traded at or before the Yeah, but draft. they got line. They, they can't run the ball. The offensive line's a problem. The quarterback obviously has slipped. Um, right. They got a lot of problems. Right. So, <coughs> excuse me. So it'll be interesting what he what he does, what, what he does, and how long it will take for it to come to fruition. If it's going to but be how they could go eleven and five last year and do this this year, it's just just hard to believe. I mean, I mean, they, they played above themselves last year and way below themselves this year. Well, McAdoo was uh, a snake oil salesman. He came in saying, "Look at what I did with Rogers." When quite frankly, Rogers did it by himself. You were just the guy who just happened to be standing there holding the clipboard, right, the, the, you know, the headset. So that's number one. Number two, I mean, that was still a good team. Number three, uh, it was it was the Beckham. It, it was that uh, it was the the party on the boat down with uh, Bieber. Yeah, yeah, that it, that, it over. that was absolutely it because he's an offensive uh, head coach. He's gonna yeah. let Beckham be Beckham. Like, well, he's great. He he can be a prima donna. He can be able to, uh, you know, Beckham's still a child, yeah. quite frankly. And then here's the guys on the defensive ball saying like, "What? We're the ones who got us here. You've never the Giants never scored more than thirty. 
points. Never scored even yeah. 30 points well, when McAdoo well, was right. head coach. But they weren't scoring a lot last year either. So, so is the defense saying, you know, we're humping our, we're breaking our backs. We're, we're humping all the, right. getting us the playoffs, and you're down in Florida? Boy, I wish I could go into a boat, but sorry. I got I to gotta try yeah. to defend Rodgers. And that, that was the tipping point. Same thing with the Bulls. When that Week 17 game against Rex, they were 10-5 and five going into that game. You win that yeah. game, you're in the playoffs. Fitzpatrick throws interception after interception. So, yeah, sometimes these happen. A lot happen. of teams like that. Look at the Redskins last year. When you're in, they can't pull that off. No, no. So it oh, just, that's, that's hard to watch. It is. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to ask you about this team in uh, soccer in sure. England or whatever. That's one, what, 12 straight or something? Oh, yeah? Uh, in the uh, English uh, Premier yeah. League? Yeah, Premier League. Yeah, sure. Um, let me see. I, you know, I actually haven't, I have not been keeping track of it lately. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so anything you want to add to that? Um, no. Okay, great. Uh, I believe um, uh, it's uh, Man City. Man right. City won their 14th straight, uh, which was which broke the Premier League record. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, uh, for the longest winning streak in a single season. Apparently, uh, the longest winning streak was um, across. Uh, no wait, I'm, oh, that's home losses in the season. I'm sorry. So yeah, so uh, Man City. Okay. Doing pretty good. There you go. There you go. Um, let's take a look at their the standings there, um, real quick. <clears throat> <coughs> They're top of the table in the standings. Um, yeah. Wow. Fourteen out of their nineteen wins have been in a row. That's uh, no losses after the twentieth match played. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They lead by uh, 15 points over Man U, their hated rival. So, so far it's looking pretty good for uh, Man City. I think that, I forget yeah, how many okay. games are in the season. So. Now, what about Alex, our correspondent across the lake? Well, he'll have to get back to us. Uh, I am I am planning on talking to him very soon, uh, before, uh, hopefully before the New Year's up. Is he doing the fantasy league stuff? I believe, yeah. Uh, he does uh, fantasy, uh, f- fantasy soccer and also fantasy football. If I may jump over to that, the Everyman Sports League still has one more week to go. Um, Alex is uh, fighting for the third place for a bronze trophy in his in, in the Everyman League. Um, right now at the top is uh, the championship game is going to be between um, my uh, Mitch, who uh, my yeah. cousin my cousin in law, big Jet fan, big Met fan. Um, <clears throat> he's going to fight for the title. Uh, vying for, I think, his second title uh, against a friend of mine, Brian, uh, from high school, who's also in the league, and I'm playing, actually, Becca, my sister-in-law, in a consolation game. Uh, really? Yeah. In my other two fantasy leagues, uh, I came in fourth place. I lost the bronze champ- uh, game. Uh, big reason was that because of Brady, which kind of, you know, hmm. I mean, that that's the whole reason I drafted him first. Uh, okay. I'm going to assume that you're going to either do great or do terribly. And he did mightling, which made me do <laughs> mightling. And really, it's only going to come into effect in the playoffs. And then, I mean, look, if we're talking about the, the Madden curse, while it, it's not necessarily a curse this year, he has not played up to uh, Tom Brady's standards. So. But the season isn't over. The season isn't over, so we'll see what happens. But as of right now... The curse, is, the Madden curse, has a small effect right now. Small effect. So Brady can defeat a lot of a lot of negative things around him. True. Deflate gate. Mm, we'll see. Know, well, no, uh, no, that's never a going tele- to. Work. A telephone that gets strange messages. Well, the fact that um, Eli and Tom Coughlin um, stopped them in two Super Bowls, I mean that that has knocked them down a, one peg. Like they went from immortal to legendary. There's right. a difference. There's a difference. They're human. Right. That's like saying, you know, when we talk about Babe Ruth, we talk about him in immortal stature as sure. opposed, you know. Um, and then in my other fantasy league, I uh, I lost the championship game, so I came away with the silver. Came away okay. with second place in that. So not terrible. Uh, ran the gamut between. And how about the wife? 
Um, uh, Lee uh, was uh, in consolation game in one league, and okay. she did not make the um, playoffs brackets in uh, the Everyman League. Probably her worst season um, uh, cumulatively. Uh, however, in her first season, she did win uh, the Everyman uh, title in her very first right. season. Exactly. So you take. I once went own fourteen. I once won one thirteen. It's but hard I, to repeat. Right. Yeah, injuries. I mean, it was all injuries. Rogers goes down. I, I mean, everybody went yeah. down, caused problems. I mean, if you basically, if you had Todd Gurley, you won your title. Which, I, looking across all the teams that in, in all the leagues I'm in. Todd Gurley yeah. is there, and I've had to face him so many times. And Todd Gurley has run over everybody uh, in the fantasy world and in on the field as well. So that works out well over there. Um, I want to go back to the NFL for a minute. Um, now, Black Monday is going to be coming up after uh, this um, upcoming week. Now, we're going to be recording next Thursday, so after the firings have come down. Are there any? Give me a name who you think will be fired. After oh, you mean oh you mean the coaches yeah head coaches I apologize head coaches Black Monday in the NFL um, where a head coach gets fired by their team what's a give yeah, me yeah well I mean a couple have been eliminated right because I mean you've got the situation with Marvin Lewis right didn't he say he's retiring Marvin Lewis yeah but that doesn't count like so so for this right so so he's he's kind of like dodged that right McAdoo's obviously gone we know that that already happened. Um, you apparently Jason Garrett will never lose his job. Um, well, he does what the boss says. Right, he's exactly. A, he's a loyal worker. Right, another eight and eight season coming up for the Cowboys. That's amazing how many they've had. <clears throat> so the ones it looks like on the docket are the uh, aforementioned Bruce Arians, um, Dirk Cutter for the Buccaneers, um, Pagano is a very popular name. Three and twelve. Um. Uh, Hugh Jackson's not going to go anywhere. They fired the GM, which I think was a mistake. Hugh Jackson won a power struggle, and um, what he's still there. They got to get rid of him. Well, they're Dude, not. You can't have that continue. I agree, but they're not going to because they had a choice. They had to either let go of um, Sashi well, Brown. They do them both. Well, you're supposed to, but I think Hugh Jackson's getting in the year of of um, the the Brown family, saying, "No, no, no, not me." Not me. I can do this. I can do this. Get rid of him. Oh, please. I hope not. Well, so he's a name that's up for contention. Um, Kyle, not Kyle Shanahan. Um, Jay Gruden? Who knows? No, I don't think so. I think the injury bug kind of bit them. Spagnola doesn't count. John Fox in Chicago? Um, well, he didn't have much to work with. Right. Uh, ch 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 Jack Del Rio, maybe, probably not. Bill O'Brien should be, should be, but I don't know if they want to, you know, hold on to him because they're, they're moving the franchise. Or well, the rumor is that John yeah, yeah. John Gruden has been calling around to former assistants who would be interested if he came back into the league that would join his staff. Now that's it's again, it's all. Um, I can't see that happening. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You, know, you would? I, I would. would. Be, I, I would be surprised. You know what? He said he loved working at ESPN on Monday night with Mike Tirico. Mike yeah. Tirico's not there anymore. He moved over to NBC two, a year or two ago. Right, right, right. So Sean McDonough has been there. You know, listening to those games, they've not had, you know, just from the outsider, just listening to how they perform on the broadcast. Right. Him and Tirico had a much better relationship, it seemed like, than him and... Uh, uh, well, I don't know, Gruden. I mean, this happens to all the coaches. You know, they think they want to come back. But you know what? He wears thin on people pretty quick. And quite frankly, he, he, he's a bit overbearing. Yeah, but I mean, he's entertaining from you know from a fan perspective, but as a boss. But I mean, if if Oakland and he he seem you know with the old man gone, he seems like he'd be cool to come back to Oakland. I mean, how often does that happen? Where you you're a retread. With with a former right. with a former uh, franchise, so mm. that would be interesting. Um, even if Tennessee makes the playoffs, what about uh, who's that? Malarkey, I think is that coach mm. there. I think I could be wrong. Hold on, let me double check that real quick. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Mike Malarkey. Even if they make the playoffs, there's a possibility he could get fired. So I'm going to say at least one name that I think will be fired. Um, I don't think it's too much of a stretch. But I do think that it would be... Um, I think it, I think it'd be Pagano. Oh, and for the um, Colts. The Colts. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a strange relationship there, and that that's a that's a funny front office. Way funny front office. Yeah. Now, now, what about um, um, Gase and, uh, and and the Dolphins? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean. With bringing back Jay Cutler out of retirement, they have a possibility of going seven and nine. That's not terrible. Now, last year, if I remember right. correctly, what was the record last year? Hold on, let me pull that up real quick. <clears throat> yeah, well, they lost the quarterback. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he went. Yeah, it's ten... hard to hold the coach accountable for all, the coach accountable for all that. And he went ten and six last year, second place in the AFC. So that's a well, big drop. That's a big drop off, but. You did have to pull in. You lost your quarterback. You lost your quarterback, and got to wing it. Right. Um, now the defense slipped. They gave up um, 371 points this year so far, as opposed to 380 last year. So they have the potential to uh, most likely. They're get getting up. better. <laughs> yeah, but there's still a game left, and I doubt the Bills are only going to score. You know, eight points. To keep it under 380. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, but they lost a quarterback. I think Gase is safe. I don't think that's too much of an issue. And the Bucks coach should go. Cotter, yeah. I mean, this is now. Disappointing. Oh, boy, disappointing. That's for sure. Um, yeah, let's see. Let me look at them real quick. He, um, excuse me, Cotter, 9-7 and seven last year, 4-11 and 11 this year. Uh, their defense has actually improved, but the offense has slipped, and the big part of that is because of Winston. And it's not like Winston doesn't have the weapons. Martin's been there for the most of the season. True. Mike Evans has grown as well, but Winston. Yeah, he's just, a good one. Winston just seems to be, and I mean, they, yeah, you know, now, they, now can he improve? That's the question. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I mean, they hired his college uh, offensive coordinator. Look, they've done his, all they can for him. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, think it's between the years now. Well, he said th- this has been third season in the league, and right. he's not. not well, you should show something now. Yeah, so, so I, th- I, I think they. I don't know. Maybe they'll give one more year with Cotter, but I think it would be just one more playoffs or bust. And especially in that NFC South, where it's constantly flip flopping, it's constantly it moving. You're never there's there the hasn't same been later, yeah. there hasn't been a repeat division winner in like ten years or something like that. Right, so, right. so that's happening. Equal opportunity, right? Yeah. So I say uh, I say Pagano. Gotcha. Moving over to college football real quick. Um, these bowls have been rolling along. I've I, I've watched none of these bowls because they haven't been interesting. I watched Iowa the other day. <clears throat> Iowa versus Boston College. Uh, that oh, that's that was the Pinstripe Bowl. Iowa twenty-seven, Boston College twenty. Um, but now, starting this evening uh, or today, I should say, December twenty-eighth on the Thursday, started to get into the ranked teams. Now you're getting the ranked teams. Uh, number nineteen, Oklahoma State beat uh, Virginia. Number twenty-two, Virginia Tech, thirty to twenty-one. Tonight is also th- number thirteen, Stanford versus number fifteen, TCU. In the Alamo Bowl, so that could be interesting. Uh, the Spartans of Michigan State and Washington State Cougars, number 16, number 18, respectively, also tonight. Yeah, that line dropped. Yeah? Yeah. I, can I think believe. they actually flipped and made um, Michigan a favorite, which I, I, would, me. I would have had Michigan Michigan State a favorite the whole time. but Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Michigan State, they, they always find a way to win. Um, even Washington State, uh, nah, nah, I like Michigan State there. So okay. that's that. Uh, moving over to baseball, it has just been absolutely boring. The biggest move has been that the Pirates might trade Garrett Cole. I mean, that's a Zach Duke getting signed has not been as interesting. No. Since the last time we talked, there's nothing going on. Well, nothing. once Stanton moved, it's hard to beat that. Right. I mean, the the Marlins are still putting out Yelich because they moved Ozuna. 
They might move um, Starlin Castro, yeah. you know, and they're not going to get rid of J, um, JT uh, Real, Mu Real Muto, who said he wants to be out, but they're like, haha, no. So, you know, so there's just nothing, no signings, no moving, nothing. Well, they don't need any buzz right now. It's all about playoffs <laughs> you know, in football. Yeah, it really is. Right, we're not even talking basketball or hockey. No, because basketball... Everything's on hold for now. And it, and really, those two sports, hockey and basketball, only really get interesting in April in in April, in the playoffs. Like once you're getting yeah. like because that's where it really counts. Yeah. All this is just yeah. so you got the you got the Super Bowl, then you got March Madness. Now we can get back to the NBA. Right, exactly. Then in you know the beginning of the baseball season, we can talk playoffs and then hockey and um, there you go. Absolutely. So that's going on. So all right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. Oh. I appreciate it you're right um oh uh before we go uh so we're gonna be talking next time we talk it's actually gonna be like just before the uh national championship game but real quick clemson and alabama who do you like i'm gonna go with alabama all right bama i want clemson but i think you're right alabama oklahoma and georgia oh that's a tough one there Ooh. in yeah. the rose bowl all georgia. eyes on that game you like georgia yeah, I kind of like Georgia there. I think Baker's Mayfield might actually—he might have a real—that's his—that's his show game. That's his show game because everybody's talking about Josh Rosen, and I mean right. this is a Heisman winner. He's coming out party. He's coming like he's going to want to be known. Hey, don't forget about me. I'm I, the man. But you know what? Georgia actually showed something to me to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think Georgia sets up an Alabama Georgia national championship game. Destiny. I think you might be right. We'll have to see about that. All right, Dad, thanks very much for joining me this week. Okay, thank you, son. All right, thank you very much. Happy New Year to everybody, and we'll see you later. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also... Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.